This, 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 this is mythical. Ear Biscuits is supported by AC Pro. It's blazing hot outside. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows out hot air. The issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with an AC Pro. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, the podcast where two lifelong friends talk about life for a long time. I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. This week at the Round Table of Dim Lighting, we are discussing friendships and, to be specific, uh, the friendships of men with men. Yeah. Um, We're two of those. We're guys. We are men friends. Who are are friends and... um, you know, it's uh, there's a gen- there's a lot of generalities here, and so we'll like we'll couch that. But you know, it's um, I'm curious how much we fall into guy tropes, guy friendship tropes, and how much we uh, subvert or expand beyond those. It's funny you should ask that, Link. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and get, I'll go ahead and get the disclaimer right now since we're getting started, and we've already said the friendships of men which might right from the top seem uh, like it's not very inclusive. So I wanna discuss that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that today's discussion of friendship will be potentially helpful to you regardless of where you land on the the gendrum, uh, the gendrum, which is the gender spectrum. I call it the gendrum. The gendrum. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, just sort of like said, get nice more little, efficient in my language. That's a trendy, that's a trendy term. Um, oh, the correct word is gendrum. So, uh, however, we're going to be um, talking about what a bunch of research has shown about the differences between the friendships of men and the difference and the friendships of women. And one of the reasons the research has shown differences between men and women's friendships is because traditionally these studies have divided people into the binary of men and women mm-hmm. and looked at the differences. And so, as Jenna was pointing out a second ago when we were talking before we got started, you know, there hasn't been, there haven't been a lot of studies that are specifically identifying non-binary people or people along the, the gender spectrum and including that. That's beginning to happen more, so that we'll have more insight. Right. But what we have found in sort of dividing people into that binary is that there are differences that, for a myriad of reasons, sort of nestle on each side of the spectrum. We do kind of observe certain things happening on this side of the spectrum and other things happening on this side of the spectrum, and they're really interesting differences. And so I think that um, they can they can sort of be illuminating and insightful regardless of, of where you're at on it. And also, yes, I think that in looking at what these studies have shown, I do think that we fall into some of these tropes, but then I think there's some of these tropes that we have kind of defied. Okay. And the reason why we decided to talk about this is because it's just another facet of what we found ourselves exploring in our latest Rhett and Link channel video, um, where we experience 1984, the year that we first met, and we construct a scavenger hunt mixed in with a music video um, that ends with us reclaiming 
the recess that we never had when we first met. Um, but yeah, in the lyrics of the song, we're alluding to some of these generalities of uh, like how guys relate to each other, or at least the the, the trope of that. So we, we'll get into some of that, but um, watch the video. You know, watch it again, please. If you've already watched it, please watch 1984 the video. on the Rent and Link channel. Watch all the videos we're putting out over there. We're very excited about it. Okay. But yeah, I think I think these studies is just a good backbone to then talk about our own experiences and our own feelings about re- relationships, uh, friendships. And, and Jenna is present, and Jenna is a woman, uh, and Jenna may have. A perspective on this. You do you have a perspective on friendship, Jenna? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I believe I do. I do yeah. have quite a few decade long, decade plus long friendships with other women. Okay, so yeah. we'll see okay. if if compare uh, and contrast. Yeah, where these things uh, might line up. So yep. Let's start with I think the thing that would be uh, again as you mentioned. These are general observations, right? And it's always, uh, it's usually a mistake to take a general observation and then try to apply it to a specific person because that specific person may or may not line up with the general observation. This is when we look at populations of people, groups of people, we tend to, tend to see trends. And so don't think any of this is like, well, if you're a man or you're a woman or neither, these things do or don't apply to you. That's not what this is about. But... I think this is pretty tropish. Uh, studies generally find that women, on average, have higher emotional literacy than men, which includes emotional recognition, uh, understanding, management, and expression. And these are some of the ways that that plays out in a friendship. I'm just going to read some of the some of the research here. So uh, I will reference the studies at at certain times. You might get tired of hearing it, but a study titled "Gender and Friendship: Why Are Men's Best Same-Sex Friendships Less Intimate and Supportive?" Um, published in the Personality and Social Psychology uh, Bulletin in 2011, found that women's friendships often involve more emotional sharing and self-disclosure compared to men's friendships. I'm going to read all these little little things because they're all related, and then we can discuss. Okay, yeah. Um, men's friendships often involve less emotional intimacy compared to women's friendships, despite men desiring similar emotional intimacy from their friendships. They are uh, less likely to uh, actually achieve this intimacy due to fears of appearing feminine or gay. Hence the lyric, we're not queer, but we're supportive from our song. We were kind of playing into that. That's from a 2015 study, Men and Masculinities. Mm -hmm. And also, men's friendships may provide less emotional and practical support compared to women's friendships, as per a study in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships in 2009. Okay, again, these are things that you might, if you you were just like spitballing differences between men's and women's friendships, you might say that women seem to be more in tune emotionally with their friends than than men. I think we can even start with, like, the lyrics of the song, like, playing off of the whole using physical maps in the video. You say, you are here. And then the other guy says, and I'm here for it. Here for it. You know, it, just saying, you know what, I... Enjoy our friendship. I'm here for our friendship. I I show up for it. I look forward to it. I'm engaged here. To actually say that it, to me, it's it. There's a barrier to even saying that. You know, it, even before you get to saying other things, is just expressing 
um, an appreciation and of like valuing a friendship is it it might feel a little awkward. It's just not the type of thing that you know a lot of people find themselves saying. And I and I think this study is saying that um, guys in general are less likely to say it. And I relate to that, you know, because it, it just feels like you're saying you're getting sappy, you know, you're, you're expressing emotion, you're expressing care for a friend, and it's just not, it's not the type of thing that you find yourself doing. There's like some things to overcome, but that, it, we kind of backed into this place when we were, I was like, there's something about like that that place on the map. Like we were writing a song about maps, really, is what I thought we were doing. And then it was like the you are here-ness of it and being here for it. Like, oh, there's something there. And then that that felt like a breakthrough in the song. And then for me at that moment, when we were like, you are here and I'm here for it, was, oh, now this song is about our friendship. And queer rhymes with here. Yeah, and then the next one. And literally it was. We're not queer, yeah. but we're supportive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, when, yeah. Yeah, when you came up with that rhyming pair, I was like, oh, that's, that's it. That's it. It's one of those things where it's like the comedy was sort of leading, but then it was so on theme that we were like, yeah, this is. And, and I think this is a, uh, specifically as, as it relates to us, um, lots of people uh, think or insist on the fact that we are actually in a secret gay relationship, right? And I think that this is actually... Yeah. Um, I actually think that this is a symptom of the way that male friendships manifest, right? I think that the reason that people will be like, well, those guys must be gay, uh, is, is actually just an indication that, well, there's something sort of broken with male friendships in general, so that, yeah, oh, that. well, if you're, if you're together all the time, if you're talking, you're sharing life in this way, you guys have worked together forever. If you celebrate well, your you connection. You must be gay. If you celebrate a connection, <clears throat> then it, it must, yeah. It, it, must. Has, it has to be romantic. Right. Whereas people would be much likely to, much less likely to make that accusation, not that being gay is, ac- I mean, in this situation, it sounds negative, but no, it's just like, we're not gay, but people think that we are. You wouldn't necessarily do that with two women that have been in a friendship for a long time. In fact, if my wife says, you know, if, if my wife is talking to somebody else and she says, my girlfriend said so-and-so, so-and-so, there's a moment where people are like, she's talking about a partner or is she talking about just But I friend? never have referred to you as my boyfriend. Men don't refer to their f- f- boyfriends as boyfriends. If, I, if a man <laughs> says, this is my right. boyfriend, you just assume that he's talking about his romantic partner. Again, and the, again, we're and not. That's gonna, a problem. We're not going to. We're not going to get into the like what part of this is biological and what part of this is cultural. The fact is, is that um, we are all kind of uh, subject to the culture and the norms, and they're being redefined in in, in in helpful ways. But you can't help that you were if you were born and raised in in this atmosphere where, for whatever reason, men have a reputation, and I actually think uh, it, it is a reality, have a, are, are not as emotionally available to one another. Even if they want to be, they have a tougher time being emotionally emotionally available. 
and disclosing things. I mean, it talks, it, these studies talk about not the, dis, the self-disclosure. They have less self-disclosure, less right. sharing yeah. like, uh, of the, what's happening emotionally. I remember back in grade school, I looked over a couple of guys' shoulders, including Zach, and there was this trend of making a list of your friends. Ooh. And these were, these were guys that I remember doing this, and it was, um, you know, wh well, where am I at on Zach's list? Where, where would he be on my list? Where, can I make a list? Because I wasn't making a list, I'm just seeing if I'm on other people's list. Did you make a list? Do you remember this, this list happening back in grade school? I, rem like, I these remember are my, these are the my girls best doing friends. I, re I remember more of the girls doing it. I didn't remember seeing any guys do it. But I guess I wasn't looking over Zach's shoulder. I think I was on I was on Zach's list, but I was kind of low. Well, you know, that's, and that's I mean, Bowie's, I think that's accurate. In Bowie's Creek, you get to like seven or eight, and you run out of people. Well, I might have been five, okay, you so know, or six. Way uh, this is lower half. Um, obviously, you would have been very high on my list if not, you know, and if not, if not number one it, at the. It, yeah, I mean, sometimes we. What grade are we talking about? Uh, it might be second grade. Well, second grade, we were in a different class. Right. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. Um, we were always on each other's list, in practically at the top of the list, but I don't even think I actually made a, I list. Never made a list. But it was interesting that at that age, we felt like a little bit, there was some permission to do that. And then at a certain point, it's like, yeah, you might know that there, there, in our friend group growing up, we were the tightest, especially when you get to uh, high school. That's when we started getting the, there was the rumors of being gay. And I think it's just, you know, people, guys are missing out on expressing how much they value a, a relationship. Do you, remember you know? how, do you remember how intense that rumor got? Uh, I've kind of totally forgotten about this, but there was a guy. I'd forgotten about it entirely. I know you mentioned it on an Ear Biscuit like a year ago. or I'll mention it again because it not again. everybody listens to every episode. No, no, no. Uh, I can't remember his name. And of course, this is at a time where culturally it was very different, specifically where we were at it was very different, and specifically what we believed in the worldview that we were operating under, which is that being gay was wrong and not just wrong, but it was like shameful and the worst thing that you could somebody could accuse you of, right? It was, you know, it sadly, was like, yes. That's the culture that we were in, and I think that this guy was gr writing it. This is freshman year. He was writing Rhett and Link are gay <laughs> in multiple places around the school, and I could, and I found out who it was and confronted him, and I wasn't a I'm not I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. I don't come in with, a, with with fisticuffs, as they say. I come in with like, "Hey, bro, let's talk about this." And uh, but yeah, I, I don't know who it was. I can't even remember the dude's name. Oh, really? Okay, so it was. Okay. I think his first name was started with a D. Okay, can't remember his last name. And uh, and that's not a dick joke. <laughs> if no, that, if you thought that, that would have been a dumb. It one. would have been a bad bad dick joke. Um. And he ended up, he had to go to the principal's office. I don't know why I don't remember. I, I don't remember He had to go to the principal's office. At all. 
But I, it's, I haven't thought about that. Maybe I never saw the last it. time I talked about it on Air Biscuits. But yeah, that was, uh, so that accusation has been around for quite a, quite a long time. Because when two guys spend as much time together as we always did, yeah. and not just spending time together, like we'll talk a little bit about this in, in a second, about sort of the, the nature of, of male friendships as they, they relate to activities. But we did a lot of stuff together. And it was like, well, if, uh, they're gonna be, there's a talent show thing. Well, Rhett and Link are gonna be up there doing this thing together. Like, oh, there's a there's a, a, a lip sync contest at the dance. Rhett and Link are gonna be DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and so we we came into high school with that kind of mentality that we're like, yeah, we were- Peas we in hang, a pod. We hang out all the time. Attached at the hip. And that was the, and also- Sexual I partners. I will say- I will say that we did not do ourselves any favors. We came in pretty hot to freshman year, if you don't recall, when within two weeks of starting school, we were both dating two of what were considered, you know, back when they used to rank the girls in, in high school, which had horrible practice, but at Harnett Central High School, the, the, the ranking of the hottest girls included, we got two of the top five, according to every, everyone at school who were older than us in our freshman year. And this was a huge upset for me. I mean, like I- you, But didn't that, that- Kind that, of expected- that, Didn't that you. clarify things? What uh, no, but I think that like it made this guy a little bit, he was, you know what? He was a friend of one of them. That's, oh. that's where it came from. And uh, he was older than us as well. And oh. it's like these two Booze Creek boys come in, they're hanging out all the time. Mm -hmm. They're dating the hottest girls. They must be gay. <laughs> <laughs> That adds or, up. Or we we need to we need to establish that anyway. My high school started strong, didn't end as well. Um, so I'm not saying anything about my pr prowess. I'm just saying it's okay had to a good start. Say, Rhett's my best friend, or we're best friends. But to say to the other person, I value our friendship. Like I care about you, and. You know, I think we'll get into you know get into more of the emotional stuff with like the next study, right? So like talk about the like the L word, um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't something that we did. It's something that, given the trajectory of our friendship and our career, and kind of building our career on our friendship, you know, there's been this journey of of exploring every aspect of it. We're doing it again right now that I think has opened us up um, to levels of appreciation that I think otherwise it would have been really hard to get here. And there's a I think and, if your and, friendship and most is, guys don't get yeah, to that point. If your friendship with someone is one of the calling cards of your your brand, which you make a living through and you've kind of built a company around. Now, first of all, that's fraught with its own issues, right? Uh, of navigating navigating that, but yeah. it's also very good for making sure that you are talking to each other, and even as part of your brand, you're talking about your relationship. And I, yeah, I I think about I like I don't have any other friendships where that is the case. I have close friendships, and I have friendships like. I have friendships with guys that there's an emotional intimacy that can immediately pick up where it left off, even if like we haven't talked for months. It'd be like, 
oh, there's not any awkwardness. I'm going to ask you how you're how you're doing. I'm going to ask you about your how's fatherhood, how's your marriage, how's your job. Like it gets intimate very quickly because that's the nature of the, of those friendships. Yeah, but. It's, I mean, it's a different thing when it's, it, yeah, you've got it kind of built into the structure of your schedule. For the average guy right. who doesn't have that, it a- happens through what we're going to talk about next, which is shared activities, which it creates this. Right. Which is what a lot of male friendships are based on. But so before we get into that. Um, we going to promote yeah, I the comedy take, special? The, the stand-up comedy special. Yes. Over on the Mythical Society. You know, we've got a bunch of people here in Mythical who are very funny, very talented, and sp- have specific experience with stand-up comedy. And we put together a little special uh, for a little crowd of Mythical folk. And, and exclusively for you time. if we you're a society a great member. time. So you can watch that on the society. Uh, it's gonna be, so if you're listening to this uh, audio the day that it comes out, it's gonna be Wednesday, June seventh. If you're watching this, well, today or anytime after, you can go over there and watch it. It's already out, and let me tell you, um, it exceeded my expectations, which were not low. Lots of good laughs, and it's first, second, and third degree. This is available for all members of the society. So go over there, mythicalsociety.com. Watch the, the the comedy special. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Earbiscus is supported by DoorDash. I'm keeping less alcoholic beverages in my house um, lately. I'm kind of on that swing of the pendulum. Okay. But I will say there's times when when you wanna crack open an adult beverage. Yes, it happens. Sometimes amongst friends, sometimes alone. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't I, wanna get into the details. I recommend with friends. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol deliveries with DoorDash. Whether you're hosting, sending a congratulatory gift, or just staying in to chill with a cold one, DoorDash is an easy call. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. They have it all, beer, wine, mixers, and for those that don't drink, mocktails and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code EAR. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening, any evening. Terms apply, must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. So what's the what's the next study talk about? Okay, there's a few, but it, okay. this is all about friendship maintenance and shared activity. So. A study in 2006, The Glass Partition, Obstacles to Cross-Sex Friendships at Work, published in Human Relations, suggests that women may put more effort into maintaining friendships, often through communication and mutual sharing, whereas men's friendships may be more reliant on shared activities. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then another study, men's friendships are more often based around shared activities like sports or hobbies, according to studies 
uh, like gender differences and friendship patterns, 1996. So again, if you got this, you got this generalization that if you see a group of women in a circle and you see a group of men in a circle, you can guess what they're talking about. Um, it's much more likely that women are talking about, they're connecting and the men are just saying, well, what are we gonna do? Or they're talking about a shared interest. The Sport, guys are sports. Yeah. Creates, in, in, for for like a, a guys stand around a grill a and talk about the meat. Stereotypical the male. Um, I mean, I you know I've said this before that like one of the things, you know, I would say that if you were doing a percentage breakdown of my conversations with my dad, my text thread with my dad, a a very high percentage of that is sports related. Because I know the kinds of, of sports events that he watches, that I also watch, and I'm like, well, this is happening right now. He's probably watching this. If mm -hmm. I text him, we are currently experiencing the same thing. Um, Which is and cool. We're, and we're connecting uh, over that. Yeah. Again, in some ways, it ends up being this thing that like, oh, you know, men really just wanna be, the, the you know, the joke is men really just wanna be intimate with one another uh, and, and self-disclose and be around one another, but the only way that they could do that is direct all that passion and that energy towards a guy with a ball who's not either one of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. just like, we got all this energy. We just want to hug each other, but we want to watch that guy slam that guy, and that's how we're going to <laughs> experience it. I mean, definitely the doing of things it just seems like it's the it's just the default. We're gonna. What are we gonna do? Let's do something. Let's um, let's let's go for a hike. I mean, we, actually, we were talking even a few you know a few minutes ago. It's like okay, well, let let's let's plan some. Should we go? Let's go surfing again. It's been a long time since we've been surfing. Um, and it's just it's kind of an easy way to then know that you're gonna. You're gonna connect, but it's like we're we're doing something shoulder to shoulder. It might be watching something, or walking towards something, or surfing towards something. But it's it's a lot easier to then find the connection along the way. It feels, but than it's just also like easier sitting down and just staring at each other. Like, but it's also easier to not connect too. It is. It, so it, it it's like. Again, you're together, and this common interest has brought you together. And I would say that a lot of guys have a friend who is their blank, fill in the blank friend. He's my golf, my golf buddy. Yeah, my poker buddy. Mm -hmm. the, the whatever. And so it's just like this guy falls into this category because I do this thing with him. Whereas if we're not like, I don't know what I'd do if we weren't playing golf. And, you know, yeah. I think, thankfully, I think that this is, my guess is that this is, um, this is also a generational thing. I, I, I would suspect that guys in their 20s, this is not nearly as much the case as it is for guys in their 40s or guys older than us. Like, the older you are, the more you are kind of associated with an older generation, the more this is probably the case because things are shifting and kind of opening up. Yeah, and, uh, and it's becoming, you know, these stereotypes are kind of being revealed as being sort of, in many ways, sort of a result of these cultural norms that have been reinforced, and people are having their way with those 
and breaking them open. And yeah, like, I, I men can be intimate in the same way. So I, li- I like where the tr- where the trend. And is women heavy. can just play golf together, just for the sake of playing golf. I mean, Jenna, do you? How do you feel about these generalities when it comes to like guys just like to do stuff together and women just get together and just weep? <laughs> well, that was pretty harsh. I, I, don't I mean, feel I'm just like, trying to I don't over feel like over you generalize. Ever said that that's what women do when they get together is they just whoop. no. I was joking, but more <laughs> it's, there's like more of a per- permission to uh, connect emotionally and to share thoughts and feelings, self disclosure, well, as we talked about. I will say because I I have those friends that I are kind of categorized in the things I do with them. Like mm-hmm. I have my universal um, annual pass friends mm-hmm. okay, who, yeah. who we always we always go to the park together and that's where we catch up. But like as that's how we started. But uh, as our like friendships evolved, like we get together outside of the park now and we check in on each other. It's not all about universal. Like we have a text thread that's not all about like universal stuff it's about like other life things as well so i think like that yeah yes to the activities but i feel like that's what you all do as well you have the activities but you also talk about life when you do those things yeah we yeah, do. definitely i mean i have a text thread with um my dad friends and it, it but it's mostly the text thread is just what planning the next thing you know, text threads co- are one thing, and our college friends that text thread is planning the next thing, which may be a phone call. And now, but there's not a lot of like. To our credit, I will say that with the college buddies, we haven't been great about the frequency lately, as everyone's lives have gotten back to normal. But during the pandemic, we started a regular connection that was again, it was about just connecting, and because everybody in that group is an emotionally mature guy who understands the benefit of, of that type of interaction and that sort of yeah. intimacy. And interestingly, I think a lot of that came from our background in church, but also the specific type of ministry that we were involved in with like crew crew, you know, Campus Crusade. There was a lot of there was a lot of sharing in circles. Yeah, yeah. You 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 get together like literal with a group. circles. You get together with a group. Mostly, it's divided by gender. At least it was with Crusades. So it's like you got a guy Bible study, you got a girl Bible study. Uh, and unlike those heathens in Intervarsity that put the guys and the girls together, <laughs> what oh, were they thinking? Um, but you you got pretty good at being honest and like disclosing and having those conversations. So I think a, a lot of that with those guys, because we all got to know each other in that environment, is kind of based on that level of intimacy, which was a little bit of a weird sort of like benefit that we got. We don't agree with everything that we learned in that setting, but there were some life skills that we referenced quite often. But to me, it's about your, your phone calls, right? And again... I'm just talking about my wife, my beautiful wife, Jessie, uh, who makes phone calls to people, and the purpose of the phone call is the phone call. Yeah, that's okay. Wild. Okay, okay, okay. I and I'm I never do that. If I call you, I have a reason right. that the phone call is serving, and I don't. And I just I'm not saying I do this on purpose. I don't calculate this. I'm just saying. And I probably should just call people to catch up. But it's always, even when it is just to catch up, it is precipitated by an event like it's their birthday. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How you doing? It's your happy birthday. <laughs> Let me talk to you and figure out how you're doing now. But no calls out of the blue. And I'm not this makes me not as good of a friend. I will freely admit that. That a good friend, I think, will call you and just catch up. But it's just not in me naturally to be like, I'm gonna call this person to connect. Whereas every time I hear my wife talking to someone on the phone, it seems like the only purpose is to connect. There, you know what I'm saying? She's not. Uh, yeah, I don't do that. I mean, I, I'll i call, but it's, I mean, it's usually now it's just like a text to like, well, let's get coffee. You know, I want to catch up, but like, I I don't consider the the phone like a viable option for that. I guess got to be, I got to go a step further. I got to, there's got to be a coffee involved or grabbing a beer. Jenna, yeah. you call people just to talk? No, I, 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 am, <laughs> I am also horrible about this. I'll do it with like a very select few, like a couple family members and like mm-hmm. one or two friends. But usually there's some other, like I need their advice on something and right. that's why I'm caught. Like yes. it's not just to call so, or like I haven't seen my niece in a while. I want to see my niece, which I guess is like a, a, a just because call. But yeah, I don't do that at all. And I have friends who do that constantly. Like my best friend has friends of hers that will call her every single day, just to. And I think it's crazy. I think it's. I'm like, what? That's a lot. You just talked yesterday, and like, yeah. <laughs> So I think that's I too that. much for me, but, like, the relationship I have with my best friend, like, her and I don't have that. Like, we we see each other constantly because we also live together. So it's like, I'm not going to just call her out of the blue <laughs> for no reason anyway. I'm going to go in this other room to call you again. <laughs> but, like, she she has, like, many friends who will call on a regular basis, and she will call on a regular basis just to chat. And I'm like, we are not the same person. I cannot do this. <laughs> well, and then, you know, you talked about the L word. I just... We could talk about that a bit. It kind of ties these first two things in, in together. You know, the ultimate emotional disclosure Jesse, saying that you love somebody. Jesse ends 70% of her conversations with I love you. It, and so that's meaningless. <laughs> no, no. Like Jesse, you know, will talk to someone who uh, he, he works for her at uh, Jesse Lane Interiors. And in the conversation with I love you. I mean, I, I think it's wonderful and beautiful, but it is so <laughs> different than the way I like. Okay. So I, back to our song. I've, I've never told an employee that I that I love him. Back but, to our song, because yeah. the lyric is like a brother from, from another, another mother, mother, but I won't tell you I love you because that might make it weird. Weird rhymes with queer and here again. It's yeah. the rhyme leads us. Because it was, yeah, if it's like, I love you, you know, it's just like, it's, 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 that's, it's weird out of the blue. I mean, there's people, like, I talked to dad on dispatches about, you know, you know, there's people who wrote him emails about how we end every podcast saying that we love each other. Yeah. Which is what we do on a phone call. Um, but there's a lot of people who, um, th- they don't have that with their parent. And it's. I just chalk that up to if if you don't do it from like if you don't establish that that's part of something that you do, then it's hard to start doing it at a later date. Yeah, it was you know? it was not uh, it was not commonplace. In, okay, in my household growing up, I felt a lot of love and I was shown a lot of love, and 
both of my parents would say I love you in certain contexts, but as a way to say goodbye, that wasn't just, it just wasn't a part of the way that we talked to each other. So there wasn't an mm -hmm. I love you at the end of a phone conversation once I was in college. However, at some point as adulthood set in, especially once we moved out here, and now we're like in a different place, uh -huh. and there's much less interaction. When we lived in the same town or like right, you know, very close to each other, it was different. Regularly say I love you to end a conversation with either of my parents or my brother at this point. But I think that's also a function of the mm -hmm. fact that we, like our, our, as our friend group developed when we got to LA, we made friends with people who said, I love you at the end of a, like hanging out. Yeah, there, like, were, like there were a few a, of those. Other dudes that you would like hug when they showed up and hug when they left and you say, I love you. And I was kind of like- Or it might be, love you, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah. you add a ya and a man, right, then it's kind of like that couches it a little bit. Yes, but that's then. That, but that's that's still something. But we and we've talked about this before. This is where it gets a little bit weird with us, because yeah. we share many of the same friends, and we have these gatherings where. Okay, like, in a, okay. If There's Mike, a guy you don't love as much as you love me that Mike you're telling that you love him because he told you he loved you. Let's talk, we'll talk I'm about like, well, Mike. what about me? So Mike is our mutual, really good friend of ours. And uh, you may know him as Science Mike. And, you know, Mike said a lot of the things that we, if, together, that we would do. And that's the kind of relationship we have with Mike. It's very, there's a, it's hugging. It's saying, I love you. And then, like, yeah. I'll, like, be hugging him by saying I love you. And, like, you're, well, there you are. You do the same thing to him. Right. And then it's like, well, I guess the next logical step is for Rhett and Link right. to hug and say I love you. <laughs> but we, like, we may do it, but, like, it's sort of this, like, oh, let's be funny about it. It's a little it. silly. Because it's just like, I'm going to see you at 8 a.m. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it's not, yeah, it's just not something that we ever did. So, like, is there ever a point when... We would we we'd have to make a decision to change. Like, I think the first times that we said "I love you" to each other were like in the context of a video, where it was really? like, I think so. I think on GMM or something where it was just it like, might be true, and it was for the comedy of it. But the comedy was like, yeah, we never actually say this to each other. There's no doubt that we do love each other, but it's it's that brotherly thing of like, I mean. You had to make a decision to start saying, telling Cole that you love him. Yep. And that was an adult decision. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, Cole's my brother. I'm not defending. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to explain a little bit. It's, it isn't, it's an interesting dynamic. I think that there's, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot, there's friends that I've made now that, as an adult that are more emotionally connected to themselves and and will say, and are more comfortable saying i miss you i haven't talked to you in a while or i you know i had a friend text me and we we're talking about getting together and i'm like on this when do you want to hang let's hang out and then he, he was like yeah i I really miss your energy, is what he told me. And I was like, man, that made me feel good. Mm -hmm. But that's not something that I said to him. 
But it's something that I, it was what was behind me initiating the text to, to like say, hey, how are you, how are you doing? Let, let's hang out. And then, but the truth of it was, hey, man, I really value our friendship and I'm, I miss your energy. Let's get together. But it's a, it's a way of speaking that just like wearing your heart on your sleeve. I'm a fan of that. I, I, I feel like I do that. I do a decent job of that at certain times, but I still have to make up my mind to do it. And I'm inspired by when I receive that level of openness from another guy friend, especially. It's like, oh, I note that. And like maybe maybe I can change. Maybe I can be that person who puts myself out there a little bit more and say, um, I'm I miss I miss hanging out. It's been too long. I miss you. Cause like saying that is is just as hard as saying I love you, almost maybe. You know? Yeah, I think for me. There's two things. The vulnerability to it. I think there one thing it doesn't is that, fall in a masculine column. Is that I am um, would definitely an introvert. When it comes to like where I get my energy from, I get it from being alone. And so like, okay, I um, I love being with people. I love being in groups of people, and I have a really good time. And obviously. Introversion and extroversion is really just a framework to understand, you know, people. And I think that it is best explained as where you kind of get recharged. Is it with someone or not with something? It's not really like your personality characteristics. Is obviously I'm comfortable in in a group, and I I look people in the eye, and I, you know, it's 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 I can be outgoing in other words. And comfortable in a group or with in conversation, but you don't find yourself desiring. Yeah, I f- most of the time, what? I find myself desiring to be alone and like be doing something where I kind of get lost in thought, or I listen to something, or I just yeah, that. So for me, I have to make an effort to be like, oh, there's value in this. I, so th- there's not a natural tendency to be like, I don't sit around and think, oh, I miss fill in the blank and I need to spend some time with him. Like it's like, it just doesn't, that's not how I think about it. I think more about an activity, like I would love to do this and that person would be great to do that with. Yeah. That's one thing. And then I think another thing is that, I mean, I think it's important to give yourself grace in this area because- Me? Or anybody? Uh, any, anybody. Okay. You, and you included. <laughs> um, because I think there's truth to what you just said, which is like, can I be more of whatever it is, be more available, be more vulnerable, be more expressive? And I do think that there's, yes, because you don't, it, there, I, I'm not trying to make an excuse of like, well, everyone's different and everyone expresses things differently. But what, but one of the things that I have found is because I am, um, I'm not super expressive when it comes to, to these things. But because that's my base level sort of way of being, when I make a decision to be expressive or to say something, it carries a lot of weight. And so for me, I find myself thinking like, okay, well, I am this way for some reason. I'm continuing to try to get more in touch with myself through therapy. I want to be more available to people and I'm continuing to work on that. In the meantime, one of the benefits of that is that 
these things carry kind of a lot of weight given the nature of my personality. It's like there's a weakness that can become a strength at, at times. Whereas you might have somebody who's sharing all the time and there's a benefit and a strength in that because you can feel super supported by them all the time. But it's almost like cursing. You know, I, I, I've tried to explain this to my kids if I feel like you're, I hear you cursing too much. And I, it's not that I think there's a problem with cursing. I think that cursing is a very handy linguistic tool for emphasis and I think you want to keep it special so you can use it at the right fucking moment. That wasn't it. To make a point. Um, so anyway, I, I'm just saying well, th th that's what, so I'm, I'm just saying that I, that's one of the, that's one of the ways that I give myself some, some grace in, in this because I think that there are people that this would come more naturally to and it's, and it does, and it does come more naturally to them. And so I think that there's sort of like a, there's a framework of, or there's a patchwork of people. And it's like, well, this person I experienced in this way, and I, and I like that. I'm not saying this is an excuse to stay closed off. I'm just saying this is a way of giving yourself grace as you grow. This is what, but I'm talking about something a little different. Okay. I, I think I'm not talking about conjuring up feelings you don't have. I'm talking about expressing feelings that you do have. I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me, I'm talking in general, that if I notice that I miss somebody, I haven't seen so-and-so in a while. Yeah. I want to go, um, I want to see, I want to see him. And then what I haven't done is said that. I haven't said, you know what? It's been too, I'm, I miss you. Like that phrase is very vulnerable. And it, and it, it, it almost feels like it carries, you know, it's, it really, it's putting yourself out there. One of the things that, so, but I, that's what I'm trying to do more of is I've actually been in a phase, you talk about like introversion, extroversion, um, coming out of the pandemic is, uh, that's what I thought it was related to. Um, and maybe it still is, but cultivating some friendships, like I've, I've met, a handful, a smattering of new people over the past couple of years. And some of them are, some of them know each other, some of them don't. And um, I've prioritized like cultivating those relationships, being the one to initiate and say, hey, let's get together. Um, let's hang out. L it's been a while. Let's catch up, you know? And, um, some of those people are like, they're just totally responsive. And maybe you would fall more into that camp in the way that you described. Like, um, I'm friend with this, this guy who's more, I, I, I think he's more introverted. Like, I'm still getting to know him, but like, every time I initiate, he's always game. And he's always like, here's a couple of dates, let's make this happen. And then even to the point where it's like, uh, I was like, I could do Thursday or Friday. And he's like, I'll keep both of them open. It's like, okay, this guy never initiates with me, but he's always responsive. So that tells me that he values our friendship, especially when he says, I'm going to keep two days open when we, so that we can make sure this happens. Like, th to me, those are little, those are things that I noticed that was like, oh, this, th he's reciprocating in his own way. Mm -hmm. And 
with with another new friend that I made, he's the guy who's more like, I miss your energy. Like he's he's the one who's uh, we initiate about the same, um, but he's he puts him he puts his emotions out there, and he's more vulnerable, and that encourages me to do that too. And that there's 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 some reward there, you know. That's like okay. I know where I know where we stand, and it's not just we're not speaking in code um, about well is is this really just about golfing you know mm-hmm. um, because when I get together with people, I do want to connect like I, I like connecting with the person I like getting to know them it's not you know it with both of those relationships it started out with we were both interested in the same thing um a lot of times it's music so it's like let's get together and listen to music you know um that actually is a big factor in both of those friendships because it's another thing that I've really I've really identified a passion and like putting those two things together I love connecting with making friends deepening friendships and I love music and if I can find people that that's really the beginning of our relationship then that's a, that's a good one two punch that's um but then yeah I've talked about Nick my mountain biking friend it's like whenever we're mountain biking it is an occasion for us to talk about other things but like we pretty much sometimes there might be a camping trip occasionally or an off-roading trip in the past but like it is pretty much relegated to that but then within that there's the, you pick those moments where it's like oh we're 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 connecting interpersonally if not emotionally I'm sharing some things and then seeing, hey, if d- does he want to reciprocate? Where does this where does this go? And so that's it's rewarding. Uh what's my point? Um what do you hear me saying? Um well, you're kind of just describing your experience. Um the part about not conjuring feelings but expressing the feelings that you have. I think is 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 where I'm at in terms of taking a risk, and 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 I'm 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 seeing the rewards of that. That like oh, e- even texting somebody feels like a risk sometimes. It's like hey, do you want to do you want to hang out this weekend? You know? Yeah, I think. And you yeah. put, put putting yourself out there, it it's a hard thing to do for me, but I see the. I'm experiencing the rewards of it, and it kind of helps me. I, I mean, I think that um, there's a there's sort of, there's two stages. There's the um, having the initiative, communicating that you want to. Well, you're kind of talking about the new. The it's not nuance. There's a difference in like saying I want to do this thing with you or saying I miss you. There is right. a difference in those two things, right? And that that's the way that you want to play it. I think that's healthy and good. I don't necessarily think that the guy who says, I would like to play golf with you, who actually kind of means I want to hang out with you, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that necessarily. It's like, well, if you want to be hang with somebody, you have to tell them that. You can't tell them that you just want to play golf. No, no, no. You're not saying that. No. And I'm just clarifying that you're not saying that. For for me, it's the, uh, once I am with someone, um, I don't like I'm I'm an open book. I'm not 
I don't withhold things. I'm not like cold. I'm not, um, I'll talk about anything with anyone. And I'll get as personal, as vulnerable, not as not as vulnerable and as quickly as my wife, uh, but she's uh, she is an exception to the rule of how quickly you will know her life story. But I'm pretty close behind her in my willingness to kind of share and be intimate with somebody, even people that I just meet at a party, but also people in the context of friendships. Where I struggle is taking the initiative to set up the situation where that will happen. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, it's like sometimes Jesse even might say that she'd be like, "Why don't you call so and so?" You know, like, "Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you just call him? Why don't you just see what he's he's up to, or or, or whatever?" If I'm, um, like, don't have anything going on or whatever, and some, and, and then my tendency will be like, "Well, that would be fun, but it would kind of also just be fun to like watch some show that you don't want to watch with me." <laughs> You know, and I have to, and I, it, so I'm not. Yeah, it, the, the, the extrovert I think energy. That, that could be overdone. For me, I have to, I have to make a decision to be like, okay, I, I need to take the initiative here. Cause once I'm in, once I'm in that situation, like if I'm playing golf with somebody, which you're is there. Not, not something I'm, you're there for right? it. It's like, I'm not, yeah, I'm like, I'm playing, but I'm also like, hey, like, let's talk about something else. And I get frustrated when I go into social situations with, often with, with other guys. And it becomes very clear that they only are interested in the game that we're playing. Like if you right. play, sometimes you might play poker with somebody, with a group of guys, and it's like, no time for talk, man. This is about strategy, and it's kind of like, well, this is going to be a little bit boring for the right. next three hours. Yeah, or there's know? no self disclosure. Yeah, e- ever. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah. So I'm not into that. I just don't. I just need to take the initiative. And some people more take to like some people take longer, right? I, I think when it comes to us, one of the things, you know, as we've as we've invested in our friendship over the past year and still made like had some really good conversations, one of the things that I took from that, and this kind of plays into I think that the next study that you want to bring up about conflict or whatever it is. I realized that um, we both, we we value our shared experiences and they build into our friendship, but I'm not gonna hold it against you if I'm the one that initiates more often than you do. Because I know that you will be responsive, that you're that you're up for it, that you've, I, I don't read into it and it's like, well, if, if, if Rhett really cared about me, he would, he would initiate, he would come up with a thing, he'd invite me to do the thing. Um, because of what you've already talked about, and I know that about you, for me it's like, well, if I have, the, if I'm, if I have this felt need to, for, for us to hang out, um, then I should initiate that. And then the ball's in your court, how you're gonna respond. And then you've got a very good track record of being very up for, you know, like, I, I pretty much know they're going to be like, absolutely, you know? And now I'm applying that to other people that I don't know as well. It's like, I'm not going to read into the fact that he never asked to hang out with me because he is always up for it when I do initiate. And I d- so I I don't think I had a, I, I don't have a, I, I don't think I ever had a chip on my shoulder that like, you, I think, well, I think there was a time when I was tempted to have a chip on my shoulder that like you weren't 
coming up with the idea for us to just hang out as friends or something. And I think part of my growth is the insight that like, I don't think that I sh- shouldn't be taking that personally. You know, it, it, it wasn't, it, that didn't reflect your feelings, the feelings that you had or didn't have for me because you were always responsive um, if I were to initiate that. Well, and I think that um, there's another aspect of, of our friendship and I, as you well know, am sort of constantly overwhelmed with all the things that I think that we should be doing. Yeah. Per- professionally. Right. Right? Um, and I, in, in a sort of, I talked about this on the solo episode, and in, in a somewhat potentially pathological fashion, I'm constantly thinking about work. And never, I never stop thinking about, I mean, if, I, if something is happening to me in life, I'm, t- I'm taking a note, I'm coming up with an idea, like it is a constant stream, waking up in the middle of the night, having a dream, waking up, like it always relates back to my professional life and how this can be translated into something that we could do yeah. and put in front of an audience. It's just the way I've always been. And so because we have the things that we really want to do, which is to create, and then we have the things that we have to do, which is all the logistical things involved with running a business like this, that uh, I think we're pretty good at it, but I also think that it's not the thing that we want to do. Like, I, no, I was never interested in being a boss. Never something that I was like, I didn't wake up and go, I want to be a boss of over 100 people one day. Mm-hmm. Like, not a childhood dream. No. Um, I wanted to be a boss in like the, like the 2010 lingo, you know. <laughs> With that, the W? That kind of boss. Okay. Um, but I just, I just wanted to make things. And so when I think about, I, I, I sort of, I look at the time that we have together and every moment that we have together, I'm just thinking like, what can we do? What can we make? How can we fight for this time that we have to do all the things that I think we still should do before we die, right? We're old and we got to keep doing things. <laughs> and it's not that I'm like, I don't have time for surfing or skiing or fishing, which we never have done. Um, (laughs) Let's go fishing. But very quickly, as you know, if you go surfing with me, well, I'm still going to talk to you about the things that it is. And and to be clear, I don't, I hope you don't, it's not, I ask you lots lots of questions about your life and your kids. And I'm not, not interested in having a personal conversation about things. But because I feel like I've got this, uh, uh, box full of ambitions that's constantly overflowing. It's just like, it's got to fit in our relationship in our time that we have to talk to each other, which is in between all the stuff that we have to do that I think that um, sometimes in in the very quick shuffling that's happening in my brain about what's the most important thing right now? Is it to um, connect or is it to accomplish? I'll too quickly move to accomplish. Yeah. And so it's it's more like, you know, I wouldn't do it because I value my relationship with my wife and my family. But if 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 my wife and family were didn't exist or were <laughs> robots that had no feelings, <laughs> then I would be like, hey man, let's work on Saturday and Sunday too. 
<laughs> I know you would. I'm just telling you that's what I, I would do. Because it's and it's, I'm saying because it's fun. It's yeah. fun to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm I, I'm doing the activity that brings me the most joy. It's not sur- surfing brings me a lot of joy, but in the ranking of activities, creating is more fun than surfing. And so it's like that's my hobby. That's what I want to do. That's my what I, I got a side project that's just creating something. It's just because there's that's what I want to do. Right. And I want to do it with you. So. I think that that's one of the dynamics that ends up. Don't take that out of context. That's that's one of the dynamics that manifests itself in our friendship. Right, but I'm still going to say, all right, let's do something, and we can't talk about work. Yeah, we yeah, can't and, do I, work. and I appreciate that. We can't do work. I think it's important. Yeah. Ear Biscuits is supported by the Farmer's Dog. Dogs will eat basically anything you put in front of them, and if you're Barbara, you will like. <laughs> seek it out off of tables, counters. That that woman is crazy. <laughs> uh, that woman being my dog. Uh, so it's important to be putting the right kind of food in their bowls. Right, and when you care about your dogs as much as we care about ours, you know, a thoughtful approach to what goes in those bowls makes sense. Yes, the farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized, vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. The meals arrive pre-portioned and in ready-to-serve packs delivered on your schedule. Millions of meals have been ordered across the country. We've been partnering with the Farmer's Dog for a few years now and they really are as good as they say. It really has never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com ear. Um, what was the, yeah, so what was that, the final study? Well, there's, there's multiple, I, I'm not the con- What's the conflict point? Um, a study called Gender Differences in Social Focus Among Friends in 2009 in the International Journal of Behavioral Development found that women uh, take conflicts more personally while men may be more likely to overlook them. I gotta say, I mean, the 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 female relationships that I observe the most are like Christy and her friends, like you know, hearing their conversation, her Christy side of the conversation, all that type of stuff. You know, it's like I, I don't want to throw her under the bus, but like I, like the the dynamics at play in all of those relationships are so complicated compared to what I, I feel like I, when I relate to my guy friends. Well, and and it, I, I feel the, like I'm playing into the trope here. I don't have it written right here, but it was in the same study or another one in, around conflict that said that women are more likely to end a relationship over a conflict than, than a men. So interesting. Than a men. Interesting <laughs> that there's more emotional disclosure and more intimacy. So the, the relationships are deeper which I think just I think ultimately maybe one thing about that is it increases the stakes. So if men have a shallower connection that's based yeah. on golf, right? Well, you're gonna get into a fight over like somebody cheat, like you know what I'm saying. So maybe that's why this tends to be a pattern. I feel like I'm like I can, I've, ne- I've never I've never ended a friendship. Well, you know I have ever. We talked. I've about. never ended a friendship, and ironically, people, the guy who said "I miss you," I I then ended the friendship. I mean, I had one of my that. friends in high school screwed my girlfriend, and I wasn't even screwing her because I didn't believe in premarital sex. I broke up with her 
And I don't, I'm not proud of this, but like I kind of, he was still my friend. And it was like probably wrong. I, I, I was probably, but I was kind of like, dude, you know, yeah, yeah. Jenna, can you be the judge on this one? <laughs> Uh, or, or not, whatever you want to I'm, say. I'm not going to be a judge on that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not proud of it. I mean, maybe I should have been an asshole to him. But. I, I, I feel like... I, it, I'd say it, it all depends on how... Uh, did you treat her the same? Were you an asshole to her? I wasn't an asshole to her. Okay. I was just like... I think that this means that we're breaking up. I like I've just I have a di you I love to act like I'm really mad for videos on the internet and people think that I'm being real, but like I actually have a really difficult time getting mad at I don't people. remember you I think you were hurt, but I don't think you were mad. I would I never like going to go in and like yell at somebody. I'm just, I was just like we're breaking up or whatever. And then like I saw him the next day and we both kind of like <laughs> it was like I just couldn't bring myself to hate the guy because I was like, well, I, I, I we've wanna, broken up. I don't want to pick this scenario <laughs> apart. What I was asking Jenna about was this general idea that um, men, like, well, I'll speak for myself. I feel like if some, you know, it's like I can... I can slot people into different categories of friendship. Like, okay, you know what? The more that I get to know this guy, the more that like now he's he's kicking back out. He's not going to be an inner circle guy. He's going to be kicked back out a little bit. And like, and if somebody if somebody if there's a level of incompatibility or we get our wires crossed, I just don't find myself in drama. I'm just going to put it that way. It's like, okay, this guy, we're not. You know, I won't talk to him as often, or I'll see him as this type of friend, not this type of friend. And um, I'm not going to share that information with him anymore. But I just learned my lesson. You know, it's like it's like a categorization, a compartmentalization of levels of friendship. And I feel like it's because the bar is so low for guy friendships that, and that the bar is higher in general for. Um, female friendships am i off base in uh, your opinion i don't think you're off base i think it's a larger cultural discussion of of women um being told they they cannot be confrontational so then when confrontation does happen it can really end things hmm. um whereas men can have little com confrontations and those are fine but like I, I don't like confrontation either. I, um, I, uh, but I have ended friendships because things went to a personal level, and I. It's how we culturally have established those relationships. Like women already have this strong bonded emotional thing behind it, which I mean, it's cultural, but then it's also, it's it can be a bit hormonal as well. Of like we have formed those, and and I think it's, I I don't it's hard to say that it's male or female because I I very much am um, I I don't get super emotional like like I I know that friends of mine female friends of mine take things to heart a lot different than I do, and I because I understand that I. I phrase things different and I speak to them different and 
I think that's just a level of growth and therapy for me instead of like when I was younger, oh, we don't we don't vibe on this. I don't like this person. We're not going to be friends. Yeah. Period. Uh, I think I might have an analogy that is helpful because I agree with you that, again, we're talking in gener- generalities uh, and, you know, a lot of people's opinion, which I know is in at least it's it, to, to some degree true, is that a lot of these things generalities exist because of cultural norms and and things that have been put onto people. Um, And so if there is a situation in which, like if you're in a pool and men's uh, relationships more often are in the shallow end of the pool and women's relationships are more often in the deep end of the pool, well, you're more likely to drown in the deep end of the pool, right? If If that's where you're swimming, the stakes are higher, and it could result in um, a, a lost. Somebody sinks to the bottom, right? Uh, and there's consequences to getting into a conflict in the deep end of the pool right, that don't exist in the kiddie pool. And so, and mistakes for women um, in conflict are a lot. There's a lot more pressure on women for those. Uh, conflicts that happen than for men. Like, if women have this conflict happen, we're dramatic, we're um, uh, too yeah. aggressive, we get lab- it labels us as this type of person yeah. that then no one wants to work with or be around, whereas yep. men can have those same conflicts. And he's just standing up for himself. Yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. Right. And I, that totally makes sense. That's helpful. I also think for guys... It's just, you know, it's in the shallow pool analogy. It's like, oh, well, this doesn't matter that much, you know. Like the level of connection is just less, so I'm just going to – I'll compartmentalize them or I'll just, um, you know, that's that's the end of that friendship, and I didn't even realize it. Right, right. If So if you've got a you guy know? that you play golf with and he gets tendonitis, <laughs> and then it's just like, oh, I hadn't talked to – Chuck in four years. <laughs> right. His elbow's messed up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it, it, because it, right. It was so based was, on something. Yeah. Apparently, he wasn't a true friend. He was just a golf buddy. Um, I wanted to, I, there's a couple of sort of things that you may not have anticipated that I wanted to make sure that we talked about before okay. we close this discussion, which I hope has been helpful. I'm sure. Um, I don't know if it, it's been helpful, but it's. Just, I mean, again, it's just like I know we're kind of we're we're, we're going to each side of this spectrum and like living there, and I know that that can be irritating to to some people, but hopefully, because as Jenna said, that like as she has demonstrated already, that like well, in this situation, I would actually behave more like what your studies show a man, how a man would react again, because it's like these general characteristics don't apply to individual people; they apply to groups. Um. So give us some more. So I'll give you some more general stuff. Uh, virtual friendship. Mm. According to a 2015 Pew Research Center report, uh, men are more likely than women to consider online contacts as friends. So like somebody that is, and this is maybe generational too, because like I don't have, any, in fact, someone asked me recently if I had, and you were there, they were talking about. It was me. Uh, oh, I was the one who asked you. Oh, but we were in a, at a party. I didn't realize you were the one who started that discussion. I think I was. Um, do you have people that you're just friends with online? Like, is there somebody that... A you, so- social network friend. And then your wife was like, yeah, I have a thread, an Instagram 
thread where mm-hmm. it's like a text thread, but it's just on Instagram. And I'd never met these people. And I was like, oh, that's something that can happen. Like it was so, yeah. like, it was like, I don't have anybody. Now there might be some people that I've like, um, there's a few people that are like public figures that we've connected via social media, like DMs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not a friendship. It's more just like, yes, we've sent three messages over the past four years about specific things. But it's it's not a friendship that's maintained online. And I definitely don't see them as a friend. Yeah, I don't relate to this. I don't, see re- them I don't as relate a to friendly this acquaintance. We're so, it's so weird the way that we experienced social media as it was happening, that it was, it was. Like it's tough to apply as this. content creators, it kind of short circuited actually using it as n- like f- for personal connection. We never really saw it that way as it was developing, and then by the time everybody caught up, we were just these people who were just pumping out content through these pipelines. Yeah. So I never we never utilized it that way. Yeah, we made so five, it's interesting 5, that, Facebook friends for the right. promotional quality of it. Yes. And then still have most of them, but don't go on Facebook. No. Um, a study published in PLOS1, I guess that's plus one with an O, 2014, sex differences in social focus across the life cycle in humans. Exciting stuff. <laughs> Suggested that men tend to have larger but less intimate social networks compared to women. So, um, more acquaintances. If you started listing people that you would call your friends, uh-huh. and it's like, I don't know what you know you would constitute a friend, but apparently would include online friends. On average, a man would have more, but they'd be less intimate. But it would be this larger network. I thought that was an interesting tidbit. I don't ne- think it's necessarily anything that I relate to personally. Yeah, I just don't have capacity for like. That's why I broke up with that guy who said he missed me because I, I've, you know, I went through the whole thing when it happened on on this show. But I didn't feel like I had the capacity to give him what I felt like I w- I wanted to give to be an actual friend. And it was like, is that I got, your one time I of got, actually breaking up with a? Yeah, friend? I learned my lesson. Um, and I got so I, I I don't I don't do that anymore. I've had friendships end, but it was because of uh, complex social dynamics amongst groups and couples and stuff like that. Yeah, but never I haven't had a situation where there was a guy that I was a friend with, and then something that he did to me or to someone else was like now I have to end the friendship. That's never happened. And, to and me, again, I don't think. as I suggested, it would take a whole lot. <laughs> Based yeah. on what happened in high school, it's, yeah. I'm not saying it's a healthy thing. I mean, maybe I should ha- have ended more friendships, but it just hasn't crossed my mind. And lastly, and this is something we can relate to uh, because we are both aging. Aged. Um, study published in the journal Personal Relationships in 2017 said or found that men may have fewer friends as they grow older due to reliance on their partners for emotional support. I actually think that uh, so you're you've already described how you are like personally bucking this trend. You seem to be making an, an effort there. Yeah, um, it's not something that I have been doing. Um, I have a fair amount of friends. 
I don't have too many friends that I talk to on a regular basis that were like constantly doing stuff with each other, mostly because it I feel connected enough, right? But I do see how this, like let's just say that um, we had a horrible, me and you had a horrible breakup when our separate ways. Uh, something mm. that is constantly being theorized is about to happen, just oh. so you know. Not only are we gay, but we're also constantly about to break up. Right. Neither's been true ever. Um, but I can totally see, because I have a very, and I think I speak for both of us, I have a very deep emotional bond to my wife. Like, we, you know, we share everything together. We're not isolated. We haven't grown You feel like that's enough? We haven't grown apart. As we've gotten older, we've grown together. We're better friends now than we were when we were youngsters. I get a lot out of our friendship and our time together. We like spending time together. We like doing things together. Like We like traveling with one another. And so I could see how this would be the case where I would just kind of be like, ah, I don't, you know, as long as I got her, I'm, I'm all right. I, I, I like being by myself. And apparently the study, you know, studies show that this is actually a pattern. It probably, I mean, I'm sure this goes both ways as you get older, like as you, you're in a couple of any description and you kind of just are like, I got this person and it's hard to find time and to conjure up the effort to right. connect. And then that person dies. Okay. And then you're just old and alone. Yeah, I'm- Like I'm, that is a, kind of a scary situation. I'm hedging my bets. I'm feeling pretty good, you know, on that front. Yeah, you're- you're I'll you're, have, you're I'll sowing, have a number of friends. You're sowing some good seeds I'm not talking there. about Christy dying. I'm talking about you dying, but- Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, but I- I don't have a replacement for you, but um, I think the amalgamation of- um, a bunch of other friends will just keep me, keep me, keep well, me above ground. Well, but if you fast forward into the distant future, you know I'm dead early because I'm tall. Whatever, it's just yeah. you and Christy. Right. Uh, she's most likely going to outlive you because women, on average, live longer than men. But let's just say that there's an accident. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. And I'm, but you're, she's old. I mean, you're both in your 80s. It's kind of like, yeah, she's in an accident. It's kind of like, well, it's going to happen one way or another. And so you're 85 and you're yeah. single. And so it puts you in that scenario. Uh, first of all, 85 single, you're going to try to get with somebody? But that's not. No, it's just sexually. That's not I'm just, what, like, let, let's just talk about that before that, we talk about it. That's a whole friends. other podcast. Like, if you're 85 and you're finally single, you gonna go on like a dating website? What are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, sure. You think you have no no desire to wet your willy at that point? It's not gonna be about desire. I just hope it's gonna be about ability, and I I hope that there's drugs for that man. Right. Well, there you go. Okay. Then yes. So yeah. So you're gonna get laid at 85. So that's but that's a, not. That's the first few weeks is you just getting laid as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to deny but, it. But but then, then comes friendship. <laughs> okay, so my question for you as it relates to that is, um, like, what would you do? I I, I have friends, Rhett. Okay, so I, I'm working on it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think it's at happening. That, at that me. point, I would join a group of some kind that was yeah. doing something like, oh, yeah. we're planting trees, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like let's get together and read the paper. In, in that in the context of a group like that, that I would definitely do because I'd have the time. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think I could generate a lot of friends really quickly. So I'm kind of you can catch up. I'm not. Wor- I guess ultimately I was saying I just, I'm yeah. Not, don't worry. Well, about I'm it. not worried about it. Don't worry I can about make it. fast friends when I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Just be my friend. I'll be your friend whenever you whenever you want to do it, and then I'll be friends with other people when you don't, and then we're, everybody's happy. I think this is working, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it is. I think it is working. I think it is working. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got plans Friday night. I think I got plans Saturday night. And um, what does your wife say about this? Uh, I try to make plans with her first, and then when she taps out because it's too many plans, then I just fill everything else in. That's the way I do it. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't make plans. I've started making more plans. You know, that's my thing. Yeah, I'm not. Ma- I don't. I don't make many. I'd like to make more activity plans. Um, you feel you feel like this is a good this is a good ending point. I mean, this is as good as any. Okay. Um, want to bring you back to our Rent Link channel for my recommendation. Uh, our song "You Are Here" is streaming everywhere, so enjoy that song. It, it's it makes more sense when you've watched the video, but then it's uh, you know since it was 1984, I created a playlist that was inspiration for the production of that track. So if you want to enjoy that, you can go to my Spotify account, uh, which the best way to tell you to get to my Spotify playlist is to go to my Instagram profile and then click on my Spotify link. You can't just I think search that's, Link Neil on I think, Spotify? I don't know. Um, so the, the playlist is called You Are Here Inspo. It's the inspiration for the You Are Here track. And if you only want to listen to one you? song. Yep, that's me. Yeah. Oh, I, you can, I, you I can just, just search. I just put link, search link in Neil and you came In up. Spotify. Uh, Automatic by the Pointer Sisters. I was so obsessed with that song when we were making You Are Here. So you can check that out. See how these um, 31 minutes worth of tracks made their way into uh, You Are Here. There you go. That's my rec. Thanks for being my friend. Rhett. Oh, I just realized that my... Thanks for being my friend, Rhett. Oh, thanks for being my friend. I really miss you. I miss you too, but I... I want... And you know what? I love you. I love you too, man. Look at that. Did you see that? Um, but I do have something to share. Okay, yeah. And that is that I didn't realize that my playlist for Locke's graduation party last year was public. Huh. Yeah, you can make it private or you can leave it. I don't really, yeah, I don't. I don't really use this. Maybe I should make that not public. Maybe I should make my whole profile not public. If you want to let us know what you think, use hashtag Ear Biscuits and give us a call. Leave us a voicemail with your thoughts. one 888 one It's a pretty good playlist. I'll leave it up. Okay. It's just seven songs. Okay. Hey, guys. I just listened to the commencement speech episode, and when Link said that spreadsheets were sexy, I lost it. I graduated about six months ago with my accounting degree, and spreadsheets are sexy. (laughs) Thank you so much. Bye.